All right, so welcome to the Meaningful Jobs uh, podcast season one. I'm your host, Adrian, and today um, I'm hugely honored to welcome uh, Robert Natalie onto the podcast. Um, he's the CEO of Inspire uh, Investing, and he's got a lot to share about um, how he got into wealth management, um, how he found meaning in his work, um, and to give you know advice to to you, basically, to see what you can do better in your career to find you know more meaning in what you do so um you know welcome robert nice to meet you here it's a pleasure to be here adrian thanks for having me <laughs> no problem so um i understand that before starting um inspire investing um you actually studied in a completely different subject i believe it's liberal studies um could you maybe tell us a little bit about how you make that switch uh, yeah well you know my first job was actually teaching martial arts when i was in high school and then wow. like i had to dream i was just gonna you know be the barefoot martial arts teacher above you know the school above the chinese food restaurant or something like that was gonna be my life you know right. then i decided to go to school to be a fourth grade teacher and so that hence the liberal studies degree but uh, i actually dropped out of college didn't go back my senior oh, wow. year because i started selling alarm systems door to door right. uh like part-time like to put myself through school sort of thing on the weekends yeah. Yeah. And uh, I made $96,000 that year, you know, oh, wow. working part-time. On That's weekend, a lot so. of money for a young kid. <laughs> you know, it's been, this is a while back. So, you know, teachers were making a third of that, you know, after graduation. Anyway, long story short, I ended up getting into sales and business. And yeah. uh, one thing led to the other. Uh, I did a, did a lot of uh, youth ministry work uh, when I first got married. And um, yeah, and at roundabouts, I, I kind of ended up in, in the wealth management industry of all places after... Um, the uh, uh, the company I was working for uh, went out of business in 2008, and I mm. found myself looking for a job. Um, uh, one baby uh, here and another one on the way. No yeah. idea what I was going to do. And just really praying um, about, uh, you know, a family-friendly schedule. I'd been working nights and weekends, and that was, like, not good for my kid and my family, and I didn't really like it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just figured I'd apply at uh, bank jobs. So I, I ended up with a job at Wells Fargo, private client service and in investment right. department. That's how I uh, kind mm -hmm. of started to learn the investment industry, uh, really just kind of on the job. So like, were you really interested in wealth management from a young age or did you just somehow stumble upon it? Uh, no, I, I, it was not. I <laughs> actually, like I said, I, uh, I was looking for a job that was family friendly mm -hmm. and I figured, okay, banks are open nine to five Monday through Friday. That's basically it. So that's a good, that's a good schedule. Mm. You know, math was actually my worst subject in school. So it didn't really make much sense from that perspective. And it wasn't something I necessarily had a, man, I wish I could be in the wealth management industry. Right. And, uh, it, this was, it was the job I got and, uh, it was a sales assistant was the job title. And I am like, well, I can sell and I can assist. And, yeah. you know, you're going to give me $80,000 a year in full benefits. And it's, you know, just during the week, you know, weekdays and good hours. So there we go. I'm going to take that job. Right. And uh, yeah, and it turned out I did like the industry and I took to it really well and, and um, learned really quick and got licensed and, and moving up uh, through, you know, through the ranks in that um, in that world. Uh, so it was I, I just see it as God's providence. Um, I'm a Christian and I, I you know, believe God leads us um, in ways as we seek his will in our life. And um, certainly I could see that happening. Um, I, it wasn't some grand plan of my own. Right. Wow. Um, so I'm thankful for how God has led me uh, from that day and and uh, and forward. So you mentioned quite a lot about sales and I guess you, you know, perhaps you might be a natural salesperson from a young age. Like how important would you say sales is in, you know, 
having a successful career as a wealth manager? I mean, there's a lot of different personality types that that are successful in wealth management. Sales is one of them. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, there's plenty of uh, men and women I know who are very successful, and they're they're not salespeople at all. You know, they're they're analysts or they're you know some other sort of kind of engineering mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really just about you know in that space in the wealth management space, and you're working directly with clients. Um, or, you know, there's careers in the back office or portfolio management or what what have you, right? A lot of different ways you can go. And I think an, an important part as far as like a career goes is just how has God gifted you? How, what are right. your skills and abilities, right? And so that's, um, and how can you leverage them to the best effect, you know, to uh, care for the people that if you're married and have kids, you know, then how do you, how do you care for that family? Um, how can you just make the most of your contribution to help others, bless others and, and um, it's kind of doing that inter- introspection, right? So if you're not a salesperson, don't take a door-to-door sales job, right? I mean, that might not be the, <laughs> that might not be the best way to go. But uh, just know who you are, you know, and and find a find a place where you can really thrive, just being you. And uh, I've found that to be very freeing in my life, and uh, certainly helps you be more effective in the in the work you do. Would you say it came natural to you in terms of? how how you discovered what you were good at because I think for myself it actually took me quite a number of years after graduating from college to really understand what I'm good at and you know that's why I then just began my entrepreneurship journey uh, for yourself like did you struggle to or did you uh, use a lot of time to figure out what you're good at or bad at yeah, I think my whole life has been that, and I'm still figuring things out and and learning right. things about myself. Hopefully, we all are. And it's just you know one thing after the other, um, one step at a time. There's a really great book I read a long time ago. I recommend it often, uh, particularly to younger uh, folks um, trying to seek seek the path for their life. Right? Uh, it's called Just to Do Something is the name of the book. Just Do Something by a man named Kevin DeYoung. It is a it's written from a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's about helping you find a direction in your life, right? And you kind of have that, uh, what am I going to do with my life sort of question? Yeah. Um, it's easy to get analysis paralysis and just mm-hmm. think through all the, try to think through all the variables and, well, what about this? What about this? And what if that? And it's just impossible. So yeah. I think you just need to you know do some introspection. Okay, what what do I have right now? What are the gifts and abilities and skills and experiences? What are the opportunities in front of me? Uh, which ones make the best fit and just go for it and just do something. And you, you learn along the way, you can always change direction and go a different, different way. Uh, I know I have in my life and, and uh, just hold those things with an open hand and, and seek to really just do a good job wherever you're at. Um, and again, as a, as a Christian, we have a, there's a, there's a verse in first uh, Corinthians 10 31 that says, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And so that's, that's what I try to do in, in whatever work I find myself uh, in and just really seeking to honor God, which means loving him and loving people. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it doesn't really matter what you do as long as you're doing those two things, it's going right. to be a good life. I see. So um, I understand you've got like a short stint in, well, maybe a few years in Wells Fargo, and then you actually decided to start your own fund called Inspire Investing. And I think based on my research, the most interesting thing I found is that you select um, which stocks to or which companies to invest in based on a stringent um, Christian criteria. Um, could you maybe 
let our listeners know like how you switched from Wells Fargo to starting your own fund um, yeah. and how you invest in companies. Yeah. And that's, again, one of those things. It wasn't a, it wasn't a plan, but I was happy as a clam working at Wells Fargo. I was in uh, Carmel, California, a nice little coastal town there near Pebble Beach and all the rest, if you know that area of the world. Beautiful, uh, million dollar account minimum, second story office looking over the you know view of the Pacific Ocean. Just I had no plans to change anything right in that scenario. That and then I stumbled across really by accident. Yeah, really by accident. This this article online one yeah. day about something called biblically responsible investing. And what that just means is you're paying attention to not just the financial aspect of a portfolio, but the moral aspect portfolio. What are these companies doing to actually turn a profit? Um, you know, are they violating human trafficking issues in their supply chains? Are they selling pornography? Are they manufacturing abortion drugs? Like all these different things. And so I was just curious. I had never thought about that before. And so I looked in my portfolio, uh, my client's portfolios, and honestly, the Holy Spirit just gripped my heart on that. And uh, because here I was president of our local pro-life pregnancy center at the time, and I also owned three stocks of companies manufacturing abortion drugs, which is a complete disconnect, right? And okay. I just incredibly convicting to me that um, I was in such a just a, such a conflicting space and with my values. Uh, and then you go down the list and there's there's just all sorts of things, you know, going on in these portfolios that I was totally unaware of. And basically in two weeks, I just couldn't do my job with a clean conscience anymore. Uh, frankly, I didn't know if I could stay in the business anymore because I'd never met anybody doing what we do now. If it was even possible to invest a different way, man. So I just went home, told my wife, hey, honey, uh, I think God's calling us somewhere else. Here's what I found. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, well, we got two babies in the mortgage. So what's the plan, right? <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know what the plan is. So we just started praying and, and really seeking um, God's will for our next season here. It was just really close to going to seminary, being some sort of vocational pastor. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the only other way I could think of staying in the business was leave the bank, start an independent firm that just did some sort of biblical type, you know, something or other investing. Yeah. And I didn't even know what to call it. Right. And um, but that was crazy because I didn't have any money or experience or whatever, like all the things yeah, sure. that you need to have. And, uh, but as we, as we prayed, God made it abundantly clear. That's exactly what he was calling us to do, uh, me to do. And so uh, about two months later, I made the incredibly frightening decision to leave the bank, left my clients with the team I'd been with previously, started over from scratch, just me and a laptop, less than two months of savings in the bank, fully prepared, never to pay my mortgage every day of my life. Right. Um, right. But knowing without a shadow of a doubt, this is exactly what God has called me to do. And there's nothing else I could possibly do except this, even if it was a complete miserable failure, I just, this is what I have to do. Right. And I'm like, yeah. okay, Lord, your turn, your time to show up. Right. Here we are. And I started sharing the story with people about, um, you know, educating them about what I'd found and mm. saying, here's what I found. Here's what I'm doing. And uh, they had the same reaction I did. It was crazy. Their eyes got big, their jaw hits the floor. Like, wow, I've never thought about that before. How do I find out what I'm invested in? What does it look like to invest differently? Um, and the business started booming. And uh, so I had to actually start looking for another advisor to, to join me in the firm, uh, to help with the growth, which was never part of my plan. I had no grand vision to start any sort of enterprise. Um, but one advisor led to two, led to five, to 10, to 20, to uh, within a couple of years, mentoring hundreds of Christian financial advisors all over the United States mm -hmm. um, who had somehow heard about from a friend of a friend of a friend about what was going yeah. on over in our little neck of the woods. And they were having the same sort of conviction experience I had. And they're like, I have to change how I'm running my practice. How do I, how are you doing what you're doing? Can you help me? So mm -hmm. we did. And, um, and obviously God was at work. He was doing something, opening the eyes of uh, his people to this huge uh, issue mm -hmm. and opportunity. And, 
one of the problems was there was not a lot of product to use. So, um, you know, as we're mentoring these advisors and running our practice, there was just, you know, we kept getting the question, where, where would you find a low cost index based, like biblically responsible investment solution to use? Cause that's how I built my practice. It's a big, you know, it's a big thing in the investment industry is index investing. And the answer was nowhere. There just was no product. So we tried and tried and tried to get actual asset management companies to launch product for us. And, um, you know, there's a lot of interest because there was a lot of money coming in the door, but, right. you know, we got down to the values that we're screening for, you know, these secular firms just, you know, couldn't see themselves doing that from a political standpoint or what have you. And so that just left us in 2015 sitting around uh, our little table in the office, you know, saying, I guess that means us, let's figure it out. So did it again, about uh, three or four of us left um, our retail practice, left our clients with the rest of our team. Started up from scratch, no money, no clients, you know, started Inspire Investing um, with that name, new company, with the goal of um, investing in the most inspiring, biblically aligned companies in the world, right? We're going to kick the bad actors out, yes, but where are the best companies that are like really blessing the people that they interact with, their customers or communities, workforce in the world, and let's make low-cost indexes out of that. Hmm. Um, you know, it was uh, pretty cool how it started growing again and then right. all of a sudden, in, like we had this 20 year, like big, huge goal. It wouldn't it be cool to have a have an ETF one day, an exchange traded fund, um, yeah. which is like, a, you know, if it's trades on the New York Stock Exchange, people can buy it all over the world. Yeah. That'd be super cool. And it became a two year reality, right? Um, we're on the New York Stock Exchange closing, uh, ringing the closing bell yeah. uh, and launching our first two funds on a wing and a prayer, a lot of top ramen, beans and rice. But yeah. uh, and then the next day, we're on the front page of the New York Times. Wow. And then we're in the financial. That was in 2018, was it around that? 20, time? Uh, 2017. Yeah, oh. 2017, February 2017. And then, uh, yeah, Financial Times, Wall Street Journal, hundreds of articles right. start coming out. We didn't have a PR team. It just, the Lord wow. blessed it. Fast so forward today. Organically, then, I guess. Yeah, yeah, organically. I mean, just, there's this huge market, right? There's, there's people of faith yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think. Most people would be hard stretched to to name a firm or anyone who's actually focusing on the faith based market in any sort mm -hmm. of significant meaningful way to provide products that are aligned with their the deeply held values. Yeah. And um, and so here we are, and uh, and there we go. So now fast forward, we're managing about two point one billion dollars, mm -hmm. um, and we've been in the top three fastest uh, investment firms in the nation, fastest growing investment firms in the nation for a number of years running. Inc. Five thousand top quartile, Financial Times fastest growing uh, public private company yeah. uh, in North South America. Just uh, glory to God, because obviously this was not part of my plan. Like I mentioned, it's just God's plans are better than ours, and if we seek Him first in all we do, He is faithful to. Uh, provide and, and lead us. And uh, it doesn't mean financial, you know, wealth and success. That's not it at all. But there's always a blessing, um, in my opinion, when we uh, we seek him first in uh, more than just financial, uh, mm -hmm. more important ways. But in, I, I'm, I'm thankful that in our case, uh, he saw fit to bless our business and grow this movement and help us to um, reach and really just serve people of faith all over the world uh, to help connect their deeply held values with um, such an important part of their life, which is you know how they're saving and investing for the future. Mm. Well, I, I always admire people who can actually make the jump from having a stable job into starting their own business or switching jobs without even having a job offer. And I think, I guess, as Christians, we've got the benefit of God who will lead us in making decisions. But to the non-believers of our listeners who might be thinking of you know making a job switch uh, they don't believe in god though 
uh, like what advice would you give to these people like um, in terms of whether they should make a you know, switch in their career or not? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a, in, in Proverbs, again, whether you believe in God or not, there, there's wisdom. Um, and it says in Proverbs that if you seek wisdom like silver and gold, yeah. that uh, you will receive it. You'll find it. Mm -hmm. um, we believe that God gives it to you whether you're a believer or not. If you seek wisdom, God will give it to you. Uh, he's trying to show you himself. And ultimately, I would say, seek the Lord. Like, seek God. He's there and he wants to help. He wants to be a blessing to you. He made you for a purpose. Um, and so in all sincerity, I would say, seek after him and and, and test him in that. Um, but uh, definitely seek wisdom. There's wise people. There's wise counsel. There's podcasts like this. You know, there's, um, I'm happy to talk to people, you know, as much as I can. Do you have a busy schedule? But I, you know, I'd love having conversations and help people out, you know, and if there's a way I could be helpful, I would love to do that. You can find me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, again, just, just do something, right. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't just sit and think, sit, think for a little while and then yeah, sure, go guess. act, yeah. right. Do yeah. something. Right. Really, really inspiring. I think. Um, so I've always been fascinated by, you being a Christian, but also being, you know, a wealth manager, because these two terms might be an oxymoron in terms of some people's, you know, viewpoints, whether they are a believer or not. Um, how would you say, how, how difficult would you say um, is being you know, a Christian, but also managing such vast amounts of wealth? Right, right. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, they're not mutually exclusive, right? I mean, you can be um, a sincere follower of God, person of faith, and uh, and be wealthy, but it is dangerous. Uh, there's plenty of warnings about wealth, and there's perhaps few things in the world that will take our eyes off of God and off of the good, pure, and true, and beautiful mm. um, than money. Yeah. Right, the pursuit of power and money and greed, and even if we don't think we're greedy, just the desire to be rich, um, you know, is is really deceptive. And yeah. uh, you know, Jesus warned about it. Um, however, money is not evil. Uh, the Bible doesn't teach that. Uh, it is the money is the root of all sorts of love of money is the, yeah. the, the, the of root money. of all sorts of evil. Love of money, but money itself is just is sort of a neutral thing, right? So. That's it's a high calling, as many other as many callings are. Um, it, we take that very seriously here, and it is a sobering thought that you know, as we're advising people on on how to interact with money, right? How how to invest it, certainly, but even how to uh, like, what's our heart posture towards money? Like, how does how does that control our life, or are we in control of it? Right? Um, do we serve? God with our money, or do we serve God money as our God? Do we right. uh, do we help other people with their money, or do we, um, you know, take money from people as often as possible? You know, yeah. there's, there's a really there's there's a there's two roads, and um, man, it makes a lot of difference mm -hmm. how your life ends up, yeah, how you interact with money and the role that plays. So that's how we how how we seek to really with sober mindedly and really sincerely point people. Uh, Christians and, and non-Christians to just a proper relationship with money where um, it's a blessing in your life. It's a blessing through your life to other people in a, in a love a love your neighbor sort of way and not in control of your life, it, not an anxiety causing, you know, idol um, in your life, uh, which is uh, just a terrible way to live.
I guess you must have had, you know, temptations in the past, you know, being so involved with money on a daily basis. Like, how do you prevent yourself from falling foul of these temptations? Yeah. Yeah, there's, um, I'd say, like, for me personally, you know, in, in the area of wealth and whatnot, you know, pride is always uh, a temptation and, and, you know, anxiety, worry. I mean, running a business, especially yeah. in the startup days, is like, I don't know, you know, there's days I days away from making payroll and like, I, well, there's not money in the bank. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. And the Lord has been pay- faithful. We've always, uh, we've always come through. It's just been, you know, story for another day, but miraculous how, how God has provided for us. Yeah. Um, but in those moments, right. We all have them, whether it's just in our family where we're kind of prone to worry yeah. and being yeah. anxious about financial things. Um, for me, I can only just speak for me is I just, I just take those to my God. You know, I yeah. take them to Jesus and um, he He says in his word to cast all your anxieties upon him because he cares for you. And whether you believe in him or not, he still cares for you. Yeah. You can cast all your anxieties on him. And uh, and he proves himself faithful to help you um, just be at peace. I mean, because look, who of you by worrying can change anything in your life? You know, add a day to your life, add a penny to your bank account. Worrying does nothing but mm-hmm. cause pain and suffering in your life. So um, that temptation, uh, the, the the antidote to that temptation towards anxiety and worry is really just having peace and trust for me and God. Um, I don't know, frankly, if, if you don't if you don't believe in a God who loves you and cares for you, I'm not sure how you get around that anxiety and worry because there's not a whole lot else to hold on to sometimes, mm-hmm. and all the more reason to uh, seek Him while He can be found. Right, I see. Um... So, you know, lastly, before I end, usually I'd ask my guests um, the most important um, soft skills that you think are important for reader and um, how you find meaning in work aside from money. So maybe could you first of all tell us a little bit about the most important, you know, soft skills that you think are important in having a successful career? Yeah, I mean, soft skills, man, I, I, I touched on you know, learning about yourself and just kind of knowing yourself well, that's, that's incredibly important in a lot of different ways, just your personality, uh, you know, those uh, areas where you uh, kind of can continuously, you know, self-destruct perhaps, you know, yeah. to put it that way, relationally or what have you, just being aware of those things and then working on those things, um, depending on your career path, uh, you know, various degrees of types of leadership, training or management styles. Um, I, I believe wholeheartedly that if we seek to be a blessing, that we will be blessed again, not just in a, uh, doesn't mean you're gonna be rich and successful, right? Not that sort of blessing. Um, maybe, but not, it's not a, you know, it's not a math equation, like bless yeah. others and you'll be rich. That's not the thing, but, uh, but you will have a blessed life. And ultimately I think that's what we want, right. Um, relationally and otherwise. So, you know, cultivate uh, a life of learning, mm-hmm. cultivate a life that seeks to bless and like love others first um, before yourself. And I think you'll just be kind of amazed at how um, the way God has created this world, how that just um, blesses you in return. So I guess this ties into how you kind of find meaning in what you do as a fund manager. So aside from money, what would be the greatest source of maybe satisfaction 
from helping people manage their money? The greatest source of satisfaction, I mean, there's a lot of that. One of the greatest is when we get emails and messages and, you know, tweets and whatnot from people all over the world. I've never met them. I don't know how they hear about Inspire Investing or anything about what we're doing, but they the way they talk about our business and our products, our ETFs, um, is not like people usually talk about a financial company or funds. They, um, you know, they got tears in their eyes and they're saying thank you so much for for doing what you do because I I you know I've been wanting to be able to just honor the Lord. Yeah, through how I'm investing his money. And I've had this like conflicting conscience for so long because I, I just know these companies are doing things that are just, you know, deeply opposed to my my values and biblical values, but I just don't know what to do. And, you know, you can just feel the angst. And then along comes Inspire Funds. And right. um, and now they have a solution. And they it's, it's more than just, hey, I found a, a new fund to invest in. It's mm-hmm. this this angst is gone. Mm-hmm. I am free to worship the Lord and how I invest his money, you know, the money he's given me on, on his behalf. And there's such joy that they have. And it's like, they, they, they're saying they're praying for us and they're telling yeah. all their friends and family. It's just to see the impact that um, something like an investment fund, you know, yeah. can have just in people's soul is so meaningful. And, you know, in, in lots of different lines of work, I mean, you could have such an impact far beyond just sort of what your product category typically does for people you know if if you uh, design it um in a way to just really be a blessing so uh, that's that's certainly meaningful for me right well that that i think that's really amazing because it's i didn't really expect you know customers um to send emails saying you know they have tears of joy in their eyes and i guess that must be you know quite a great motivation for you to keep on expanding your business um Usually, um, I also give you know my guests an opportunity to maybe talk about how they recruit people in their company. Like, I'm not sure if you're hiring or um, if you might have hiring plans in the future. But for people who might want to get into um, wealth management or even into your company, um, what's the typical recruitment process like? Yeah, <laughs> well, we're a fa- we're a fast growing company, so there's opportunities. Yeah. I'll- you know, often. And if there's not one today, then check back tomorrow. You know, that's the yeah. sort of thing. Um, oddly enough, we don't have like a careers page or anything on our website still. It's kind of like on our to-do list. We should probably have one, Yeah, but uh, we don't. And, <laughs> um, but uh, how how we've grown and have found the right people is really the right people have found us more often than not. You know, we're such a mission-driven organization that we, we receive a lot of uh, inbound quest of people who just like love what they see going on over here. Maybe they're in our industry, maybe they're not, maybe they're career changer. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they just, they just reach out. And um, sometimes you have a job opening right then and there, other times not. But uh, you know, if you, for us, it's just, we, we want to hire for a cultural fit first, someone who's just totally on fire for the mission that we're on here to invest, you know, uh, in line with, with the biblical values, right? We call it inspiring transformation for God's glory throughout the world and helping every Christian invest for, for God's glory. And so if that's like lights someone's fire, I want to know who they are and they should reach out to us at inspireinvesting.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we put them through a process and get to know them. And, yeah. uh, you know, of course we can't hire everybody, but we uh, that's the first step. So if you see a company that you just love, 
right? And just whatever, like what they do or what they stand for, or whatever yeah. that is, just call them, email them, right. find so, someone on, on LinkedIn. Like don't wait for a job to come up. I would say just, I mean, just reach out and say, here I am and I love what you do and I'd love to have an opportunity and you might be surprised. So lastly, um, personally, I'm really interested in, you know, investing, how financial markets work. From a personal point of view, which sectors do you see growing in the next few years? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to answer that. There's, you know, for for timeframes and and niches and whatnot. I mean, right right now, this second. Can I just interject? Because with the recent like bank crisis, Yes. Um, do you think it's is it seriously impacting how you make investment decisions? And do you see it, you know, having a contagion effect on the whole economy, not just in the US, but even yeah. in the Yeah. Yeah, I I tend to think that there's going to be more contagion. Um, I hope not. Um, I hope not on the scale of 08. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, recently with Credit Suisse and uh, UBS being, you know put together there credit suisse was failing that's their huge institution yeah. over here in the united states you've, you've had uh silicon valley bank signature bank some others um and as you know this kind of worldwide economic situation of inflation and uh you know i, I don't need to list all the issues going on for mm-hmm. for your listeners i think we're all well aware yeah there's a lot of problems mm-hmm. and uh that's going to be a, a difficult situation now there's always opportunities um and if you are an investor. I think when there is um, widespread challenges in in the markets and companies are are under pressure and stock prices are down, like those are typically the better times to buy, right? You need to be shrewd about when that is and how that is, and if, yeah. you know if you should somebody who who can give you good advice about that, like a wealth manager, unless you're um, you know very studious on these these topics. But yeah. um, there's opportunities there. Mm-hmm. Um, Areas like biotech, you know, I think there's just a, there's a lot of potential in the future through biotech, huge innovations, life changing, you know, discoveries. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a really tricky space to invest in. It can be yeah. you know very risky. Mm-hmm. Um, just in general, you know, the the faith based investment movement is is huge. Yeah, um, I encourage people if you know if if you're a Christian, you know, look at what's going on, like do a Google search, like just search biblically responsible investing and see what's going on. Uh, millions and millions of people all over the world are starting to join this movement. And it's, um, it, it's a really exciting thing to see right. and how we can just shine uh, the light of goodness through the financial markets, which offer are a place of darkness, right? Um, so that's, those are two kind of trends right there. And of course, we're in the faith-based investing movement. That's, we see that uh, every day, but yeah, for right now, there's, I think there's going to be opportunities um, in the market as different areas and sectors and, you know, companies continue to have challenges. And uh, so be prepared as an investor to take advantage of those, get some advice, be, be ready, uh, and then, you know, hold them for the long term and don't get shaken out when things get scary because they mm-hmm. probably will, yeah. if not this year, sometime in the future, yeah. um, you know, you've got to be, uh, hold to your convictions. Hmm. All right. Thanks so much for coming to my podcast and hope to see you soon again. Absolutely. My pleasure. God bless.